Yeah, so I'm a videographer. I create captivating, hypnotic, trippy ass, inspiring content. Hell yeah. I love yeah, man. And I love artwork. Doing <laughs> Your oh, paintings, yeah. damn. Oh man, you Yo, got go it. Go check Special it out. Effects, makeup. <laughs> I do I do lots of different things all combined into one moving picture. Stand up and make sure we're heard. Are we gonna hide or live life by our word? With integrity, we can be all that we can see in our mind's eye until we're finally free. We can become whatever we choose once we know the choice lies within me and you. Now's the time to wake up. No time for playing small. With a painful history and an uncertain future. Welcome to the Unapologetically Human podcast with Dan Boyman. Thank you so much for tuning in, as always. You know, I see some of the stats on the show, and I wonder, who is it that is listening? It's certainly not all people that I know. So, if you like the show, you know you know the deal. Give it a uh, five-star rating, give it a review on Apple Podcasts, and that really helps other people find the show. Um, but more importantly, I want to hear from you, whether it's to share something that you liked about an episode or to give some constructive feedback. It doesn't really matter if it's positive or negative. I actually just want to, I want to connect, you know? So if you want to reach out, probably the easiest way to do that would be on Instagram. You can find my unapologetically human account at unapologetically that's spelled U N A P O L O G E T I C L I. Or you can reach me on my personal account at D R C S Boyvin. That's B O I V I N on Instagram as well. All right. On today's episode, we have a follow-up conversation, part two, with Sofia Pachiti. And we basically talk about all sorts of things to do with relationships and how much of a roller coaster they can be or they generally are, just like life. Relationships tend to be, in my opinion, one of the most challenging things, uh, whether friends and family, but especially intimate partnerships. And we talk about a lot of the challenges that can come along with that, including relationship dynamics in different types of relationships. You know, our, our cultural stories and literature, movies, a lot of the stuff that I know I heard and Sophia 
is that monogamy is kind of the only choice. And over the past few years, I've really been questioning and thinking about if monogamy is, in fact, the right type of relationship for me. And I've been exploring the idea of open relationships, whether that be polyamory or a new term that I've learned in recent years, ethical non-monogamy. And I want to speak to the timing of this a little bit because I think for, for creatives, we can get really, really discouraged sometimes when we procrastinate or our perfectionism gets in the way of us really accomplishing the things that we want to accomplish and especially accomplishing them on the kind of time frame that we want to accomplish them on because things tend to usually take longer and get pushed aside even if we manage our time well but I actually recorded part one of this episode it's uh it's near the end of October now and Sophia and I had a conversation we recorded part one and part two of of the this two-part episode back in January of this year. And then I finally got around to editing and posting the first episode sometime in May. And I sort of jokingly said to Sophia, you know, you know, it, it took me four months to edit the episode and get it out. And I kind of was like, hopefully the next one doesn't take four months again. And I was like, no, nah, it won't. But, you know, life happens how it happens sometimes. And, you know, you're not on anybody else's timeline but your own. And, you know, especially for the people that might judge you, which I certainly have experienced myself um, for you know, taking longer to do things that I talk about wanting to do or it seeming like I'm not committed enough or this or that. I've, I've had some, some really important people in my life um, share with me that they've even lost respect for me because I have taken longer than they seem to think that I should have. And one particular instance that that happened in was when I, a few years ago, performed for the first time an original track with a friend of mine. And then I made an Instagram account for my new artist profile, artist persona. And I, you know, I wrote my posts like, welcome to the world, Max Draxby. <laughs> and then... Like so many things, I make a push and I make some some progress and then I get distracted or life happens or what whatever. And then I, I sort of like go back into my little cocoon and and then the people in my life don't hear from me for a while. And people just don't know what you've got going on, you know, and you just got to do what you can do, try your best, get back on the horse when you fall off, recommit when you have a breakdown in your commitment, recommit, and just know that 
no matter what happens or no matter what's going on, every time you do the things that are in line with the things that you want to accomplish with the person you want to become that it doesn't matter that you had a breakdown every time you get back on the horse every time you get back up that's a breakthrough and case in point with the declaration of me sort of introducing my artist persona to the world you know that was a few years ago and my girlfriend Justine and I and one of my best friends Adrian we had recorded a uh, a four track EP at the end of 2018 and be- like kind of near the beginning of 2019 and there was a whole bunch of different reasons why but then we never released it we showed it to a bunch of people we got a lot of great feedback but we wanted to do one more track that just wasn't seeming to happen and then life took over but lo and behold some exciting news we did actually just release that EP with the four tracks recently. So it's available on all the major streaming platforms. You can find it on Spotify. Our our group name is Spiritual Superheroes. And the album is called Angel Numbers. And we're super proud of it. And we're so happy to release it into the world finally we've got a couple other great artists on there as well sisapuede and phoenix blue justine is crystal rain and adrian is a persona and i'm max draxby and you know we put it out so that's just a note on timing just as far as you know it's like me and some friends created some music and then we shared it a bit but We didn't really like put it out there, put it out there. And I recorded these two episodes quite a while ago. And then I sat on them. Oh, well, you know, sometimes you get to things when you get to them. So don't be too discouraged if you have things like that going on in your life, because I know so many creatives and so many artists and so many aspiring entrepreneurs and coaches and and just so many people in my life that you know we tend to get so down on ourselves when things don't go the way that we think they should or others think they should and you know we're all on our own timelines and you know just do your best and and recommit and do the things that being said this episode it's all about relationships, it's about monogamy, open relationships, boundaries, how sometimes we can feel trapped in monogamous relationships, the importance of communication, no matter what kind of relationship you're in, and just how challenging it can be to you know, navigate this world and this life and relationships and figure yourself out and find yourself or create yourself and just the the beauty of that journey and the people that you meet along the way and the importance of 
loving and honoring yourself and your needs as you navigate your path. So without further ado, here's part two of my conversation with the one, the only, Sophia Pachiti. Hope you enjoy. And if you do, come on, share it. Share it with someone. Someone you love. Someone who needs to hear some of this shit. All right, here we go. It's really amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. Yo, you got to hook me up with a link because yeah. uh, that would be so useful. Yo, I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Sunday, it's just like... Shout out to Wellness Together. <laughs> yeah, it's just wellnesstogether.com. I was doing that a bunch yesterday. Like, yeah. We were talking about something. I was like, shout out to fucking so-and-so. Uh, shout out to this. Yeah. You That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I wonder shout out to Lindor. I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like I've had, like, you know, the, the online... Uh, therapy website slash app called BetterHelp. Have you ever heard of it? Never heard of it. It's like it's just yeah, it's online therapy. I've done I've done therapy on there a couple times, so I like kind of thought like you know, getting some like sponsor like that. Yeah, would be cool. No, I've sure. I've seen them sponsor other shows that I like too. Mm-hmm. But I gotta get those fucking listeners up. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, I think that's are- so cool. Yeah, to say the more you bring on awesome guests like Fia and you keep them coming, the more listeners they'll be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, like about so me. Nice, have a great combo. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah. have thank fun. you. Thank you. Yeah. Enjoy. And I'll be listening. So looking forward to it. Love you. Love you. you so nice to see you. You'll be listening. Um, both. I'll be eavesdropping a little <laughs> She'll be bit. Eavesdropping. No, I'm putting and... in my headphones, but every now and then I. I mean, you'll time. hear a little something, something <laughs> here yeah. and there. Okay, have I'm fun, not, guys. I'm not exactly the quietest person. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. Close, yeah, close how, those doors. Right, how is this? Yeah, Plug yeah. My headphones in here. Give me one sec. Yeah. All right. What are you saying? Um, does it sound okay? Yeah. Yeah. It okay. Good. Cool. All yeah, right. It'll, good, good. Yeah. It'll it'll be probably because it's different headphones. It'll be a little bit different of like a sound than yesterday's, but that's fine. That doesn't matter. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm not going to have them together in like one episode anyway. I'm just going to split it into a part one, part two. Sure thing, man. No problem. That sounds great to me. Awesome. Well, welcome back. Welcome back to the Unapologetically Human podcast. Thank you. We got round two here with Sofia Pachiti. Hey, thank you so much for having me again. It's always an honor. Yeah, thank you. No, I'm so glad to continue our chat. And um, I even, I thought about, here, wait, I'm dragging my, I have my computer on just like one of those old school, like wooden TV trays right now. And I'm like <laughs> dragging it across the floor as I'm talking. I'm like, it's probably going to be in the, in the audio. That's fine. But yeah, even that <laughs> I thought about even uh, kind of like um, listening to the, just like the last few minutes or last five, 10 minutes of the, the recording from yesterday to kind of see where we, where we left off exactly and uh, kind of pick up from there. But then, yeah, today was a, a bit of a roller coaster. It is interesting though, cause it's, it's in line with some of the stuff we were talking about. Like we were talking about, obviously like I was uh, telling a little bit about, or like telling the story of like, you know, me having my own kind of inner spirit guide, higher self, all parts of self council meeting, 
deciding to propose to Justine and talking a bit about, you know, us thinking about and talking about and trying to navigate the possibility of not necessarily like polyamory, but maybe, or, or non-monogamy or ethical non-monogamy. So we can kind of like pick up there. And I guess like, you know, I could tell you a little bit about why today was a roller coaster. Yeah, but, please do share. Well, it's a, uh, we're, we're kind of in it right now, right? Like it's a, uh, it's a roller coaster. I mean, life and relationships are quite the roller coaster in general, obviously. But, you know, we're having these conversations that we've been having since before we got together. And we've been having periodically, like, since we've been together. Um, but as we continue to have them, obviously, like, thinking about, you know, relationships are hard enough as they are with one person. And, you know, finding the time to juggle and balance all of life's, you know, responsibilities and stuff. And you know, deal with the things that come up in a relationship with one person, let alone trying to think about how, how would you navigate that with introducing, you know, another person in any way, shape or form. And also thinking like, what would that look like? What are the boundaries? What are sort of the, the rules of the game, so to speak, that we set up, because that matters so much. And like you were saying, like open, honest communication is just so, so important in Always. relationships. Yeah, it's like in relationships in general, but mm -hmm. also uh, if you're considering anything outside of monogamy. So we're, we're, you know, it's, we're really on the, you know, the open ocean, battling the waves that come along with trying to to navigate this and stuff so it's uh it's quite the interesting uh experience to say the least so i'm 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 interested to hear more about like how did you ever kind of get into polyamory or non-monogamy or what have your experiences been like with it well i like i mentioned in the last one um i had been in a lot of uh long-term relationships being monogamous mm -hmm. and at one point it was even like serial dating in that sense of like being in a relationship committed for like a year or two and then breaking up with them finding someone else getting infatuated jumping into the next one without like any space in between without enough space for me to even like explore myself and understand like you know figure out what I want you know and after so long of doing that it got to a point where I was like finding a, I saw, I noticed that pattern and I'm like, yo, I'm getting really sick of this because I'm not even giving myself any space to be myself. Cause you know, when you are with somebody, um, they influence you a lot. You know what I mean? They influence, you know, what you're like, how you like your interests and even mm. sometimes like behavior as well. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's for me, you know, not everybody, but like, I know that I tend to, to change a lot. You know, you, you, you know, it's like you are who you hang out with the top five people oh, yeah. that you spend the most time with or the most influence, especially you, right? your intimate partner. Like you take on right. their traits, you take on yeah. some of them and with your best friends that you spend the most time with, if you pay attention, you notice that you're like, Oh, that's, that's their thing. I'm doing their thing. I got that from them. And exactly. now it's, it's like now, and I, yeah, it can be tough. Cause you can, I, I find that for myself as well. It's like, I can really find it hard to know myself and be myself when I know I'm taking on the traits of another person, sort of. 
in ways and yeah. it can be hard to like it, I think it's like a boundary issue in some ways even of really mm -hmm. knowing where you start and stop and they start and stop and that mm -hmm. you're you're two individuals in a relationship together and a lot of times it's hard to not it really intertwine yourself with that other person and that's one of the ways it shows up yeah big time definitely and sometimes you don't even notice it until the thick of it and you kind of lose yourself in that too mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so after just doing that like just being with uh and it's it's funny because it would these relationships would never hit like they would get to just after two years the most and then it wouldn't work out and then would leave and you know so and so but uh yeah it was um a couple of years ago when i was having that like reawakening of myself and then leaving that relationship that monogamous relationship i was in from was like for just over two years and i told myself okay i'm doing this for me so i can focus on me but also just to have that freedom to be that free spirit and to not feel um, like I'm only committed to that one person, you know what I mean? Just give myself all that space. Because after a while in these relationships that obviously weren't in alignment because they didn't work out, I would feel trapped in that sense mm. because you know things would just get stale or whatever. And then I feel trapped in that. And I think in my head, I'm like, fuck, what if, what if this is the only person I'll ever be with for the rest of my life, you know? And it would make me feel super anxious. And I would find myself in these monogamous relationships. I'd find myself making, like thinking five steps ahead, like already thinking of like my escape plan in a sense. I don't want to say escape plan, but I was already thinking of my way out. It's like, a, it's, would, a, it's almost like you, it's like, sounds to me like that experience for myself is like almost like noticing where I'm starting to, yeah almost like check out. find check, check out and almost find ways that like how am I gonna like self-sabotage this because I I feel yeah. trapped and I don't want to leave for many reasons and I almost like find it hard to it's like that idea when when you finally do end the relationship and then you know you have the hindsight is 2020 you realize like this isn't this hasn't been working for a long time and I've known for a long time that it probably wasn't going to work and I should get out of it but it's hard right so it it's like be, yeah it's like picking up on those like almost like I'm almost like looking for my way out kind of thing is like I think yeah. relatable yeah that's how I'd feel I would feel like uh I feel like I'd be mentally checked out and I would get to a point where I'm like okay I'm I'm really like planning on ending this if things don't change so obviously communication um talking to you know said partner and letting them know hey not really feeling this i'm gonna give you like a two-month notice type of thing as weird <laughs> as that sounds but i have the decency to say that yeah you know like yeah. hey i'm not feeling this as we know this isn't really working out and if it doesn't work out i'm very i hope you know i'm i'm okay with ending this and moving on type of thing you know because like why beat a dead horse I was raised to not stay with something if it doesn't feel in alignment and not like I understand people say, well, don't give up so easily. Like, you know, you always give up on things, but really it's like, Hey, I have to understand what's worth my time and energy mm. if it's truly what I want. So yeah, I would, I just, I told myself like when I had that reawakening, I got out of the relationship. I'm like, okay, I need to rediscover myself. I want to have this freedom. I don't want to feel this trappedness. And I want to be, I want to get myself to a point where I'm so in love with myself mm -hmm. and I raise my vibration so high to a point where I get connected with a person that's on that same vibe. 
And I'd always think to myself, you know, it's really crazy. I always thought to myself, um, even in these relationships that I've been in the past, whether I was single or in relationships, I think like, am I ever going to find that one person that makes a difference that changes everything? Mm. Is, is that even a thing? Is that only just infatuation at the beginning where I think, oh my God, they're the one I can see myself with them forever. And then down the road, you know, things get stale or whatever. And I thought like, who knows, like is, poly- is polyamory or non-monogamy something that we should all try? Is it, is everybody accustomed, supposed to be in monogamous? Cause we've all been raised to be monogamous as being the only choice, like you'd mentioned before, mm-hmm. but really at the end of the day, it comes down to the person. Like, it's not like one of them is better than the other. There's some people where that's, you know, that's what they're most comfortable with and that's what resonates with them the most and other people, it's the other thing. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of, went into like I met a lot of really amazing people because I was raising my vibration getting aligned and manifesting other freaking awesome people that's when like I got into the whole Kula Soul thing shout mm. out to Kula Soul by yo, the shout way. out to Kula Soul yo Kula Soul <laughs> the freaking amazing core group of people that would throw these amazing parties and these wicked talks and ecstatic dances and I remember going to the first one and I met all these wonderful people and I just really loved all the connections, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. yeah. And I just didn't feel like being, um, I didn't want to just jump into the next thing, even meeting someone amazing. Cause I'm like, what if it's that same pattern, Mm -hmm. you know? And I just thought to myself, like, when am I ever going to meet that person? Who knows? I don't know. So yeah. So having that space gave me the chance to just be free and to not be tied down. I, uh, I met a couple of really amazing people, and um, physically connected with them and understanding that communication is always key. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always, always key and letting them know, Hey, this is my situation. I don't feel like being tied down, but I'm happy to connect with you to even have something emotional, but to not like be like a unit, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. Cause I just didn't want to be sure of anything and getting mistaken by like infatuation. Because that would happen a lot. It was the same pattern. I would get into something, be super infatuated, thinking it's the one. And it's just, it's a cycle that kept repeating itself. Well, it's also biological. Like that's like the actual chemicals and hormones that are at play in the lusty, powerful, Mm -hmm. obsessive, passionate, infatuated beginnings of a relationship it's like it's biologically chemically like mediated essentially like the the oxytocin that's being released the serotonin and dopamine that are being released at a beginning of a relationship or so much more and just Mm -hmm. like we develop a dependency or uh, not a dependency but a, a tolerance to drugs if you do a lot of drugs you get a tolerance they don't work as much you have to do more to get the same high it's the same with the relationship is that it's at about the year to a year and a half mark, like approximately that, that like quote unquote honeymoon stage of the beginnings of a relationship really starts to taper off. And then you get into the sort of having to deal with that shift into the more kind of like mundane, you don't have that, you know, same powerful amount of like, hormones and stuff that are being released and and that's when a lot of people do get flighty and think like oh I'm not Mm. feeling like I was before anymore so it must mean that like this isn't working or the relationship isn't working or or whatever right but yeah 
It's so true. And that's really well set. It's really, really well set in that sense. And it usually happens after the year, year and a half. And that's when you really can tell, like, you can see someone's also true colors because, Mm. um, you know, at first you're in a relationship, you meet them and they want to really show off to you. They really want to make sure that they nail you down, at least from my (laughs) perspective, you know, being a woman, you know, they would impress you and everything and vice versa, you know? Yeah. yeah. But but it's so natural. Of course. Yeah. But when they stop trying and those things that drew you in all of a sudden stop happening. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, so why were you doing that? You think I'm here to like, cause I'm stuck here now and I'm not going to go anywhere. You don't have to do it. You know what I mean? That's where I would be like, no, this is bullshit. You know, I just, I, I don't have time for this. It doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I would, and just after doing this always like, so, like just for so many times in my life, that's where I said, okay, enough's enough. I need to focus on me. Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, you know, and the communication thing was huge. So anytime, anytime I'd meet somebody who I was interested in, I say, listen, this is my situation. I am I'm also seeing this other person or, or two people or whatever, and, and know that, you know, this is my, these are my intentions and mm-hmm. we're all transparent in this sense. Cause sometimes some people could know that other person or not, you know, and, yeah. and understand if they're comfortable with it and they're not just doing it just cause they really want to be with you or whatever. So just knowing their intentions and making sure they know your intentions. So I was um, non-monogamous for like several months, basically, and uh, having all this time and space to just be myself and to do what I needed to do and figure out what I liked, what I didn't like, and raising my vibration, which helped a lot. And that's when I met Magic Mike. (laughs) And there was something different. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? You know, is this, is this what, is this what they're talking about? You know, like when you know, you know, Mm. and you know, to touch upon something else, my parents, they've been together for, I think 35 years. And when they met each other, it was the type of situation where it's like, when you know, you know, the first time they met their, one of their first conversations was, what are you doing for the rest of your life? (laughs) I want so, so I want so-and-so I want this. I want that. I want to start a family. Um, I need the captain of my ship. I want someone that will stay by me and take care of me and help me and support me type of thing. And basically my dad saying to my mom, okay, so like, when are we making babies? And they just knew. And since then they've been together and flourishing in the relationship. And I've always held my standards to that. Well, those are the stories that we've got too. Like that almost sounds like a stereotypical Disney fairy tale story it where really does. you're just going to meet the one and you're going to know, and you're going to get married and have babies and the white picket fence and <laughs> buy your house and have your cars and live happily ever after. Meanwhile, for many people, while, while for, for some people that may be a reality, it certainly is. It's like for many people, that's not the reality. And then you get to the point in the relationship where again, it's like, you know, when you're past that year, year and a half mark and that, you know, that powerful lust and connection and chemical chemistry, emotions, hormones that like starts to dwindle down around that timeframe. That's when, you know, like you were saying, maybe they stop doing certain things that they used to do. And it's because part of it is like, you know, we get used to the person, we get used to um, 
you know, them being around sex tends to not be something that is like, there's not a lot of pursuit necessary in it, which can be like one of those things why communication is so important is to be able to really talk about these things because they can be so challenging partially. It's like partially because we didn't get that cultural story of how difficult like it is to really be in a relationship and like this idea that if it doesn't just work on its own sort of that it must be wrong and you should leave it yeah and it always takes work for sure Mm -hmm. um and seeing seeing my parents like they've been together for 35 years and they're so madly in love and I asked my mom I asked my mom about how this honeymoon phase is because that's always something I'm, I'm, I'm always intrigued by in relationships. And, you know, you have your honeymoon phase where you're infatuated with each other and then seeing it grow deeper, but also still having that excitement mm-hmm. and how it's maintained. And, you know, I'd ask my parents, I'm like, how, how was that for you guys? My, my mom I actually talked about her, this with her the other day. And she said, that she'd always ask my dad every, every few years, like the first year, she said, I, I love you so much. You love me so much. Is this still, is this always going to feel this way? And he said, yes. Three years later, is this, oh, is this going to fade? Is it always going to be like this? He said, no, it's always going to be here. And five years later, 10 years later, they still had that love. And I'd see that. And I'm like, fuck, I want that. <laughs> and I know it's possible. I know it is because when it's the right person, they will continue to wow you. They will continue to show that interest and to try, you know what I mean? And if it's not fully in alignment, if they're not doing that, then it's not meant to be, you know, because if they truly, truly love you, they would show it. Mm. And everybody has different ways of showing it, obviously, you know, we have our love yeah. languages. Yeah. Um, but just seeing that, I always held that standard because being in those other relationships, I, things would dwindle down. I'm like, okay, this doesn't feel right. You know, this doesn't feel like my gut obviously would tell me, but I'm like, if this is already happening, then what does the future hold? You know, is it just mm. going to keep dwindling down? Like, how does it come back? So I just figured, you know, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't, it's not meant to be. And now in this um, relationship that I'm in is like, we've been together. We're on our third year now. And I was always scared at first, like, what if this fades, but let's see. And it mm. never faded. It never faded. And now I actually get what my parents are going through, what, that, what they have. And mm. it makes me feel so fulfilled to finally have that. I always wanted to have someone to come around and change that for me, you know? And, and that's the thing when people, some pe- people that experience that go through non-monogamy or polyamory, that can change. And it's totally okay to switch back to mm. be monogamous and vice yeah, versa. Yeah. And it's there's no bad thing and there, there's, there's no better one than the other. They're just different. And mm. it's just depending on whether it's the period of your life or the type of person you are in your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So seeing, meeting that person and seeing where that goes. And obviously I was open with, with Mike when I met him. I said, hey, this is my lifestyle. This is how I am. Um, I do obviously... Um, need to see how this goes and and know um you know your intentions and and how we feel about each other and just giving it some time and it didn't take much longer until after that's when that council meeting happened yeah (laughs) where you know I had that that realization of okay this is real 
and I just felt like in that moment, I'm like, I just, I don't need anybody else. I, mm. I don't, I don't feel that need. I don't feel like I'm trapped, you know? I just felt so fulfilled and it just, it was really, it, it's really such an amazing feeling to finally have that because I've wanted that for so long and to have somebody who still tries after so long because usually it happens after the year, the first year or a year and a half, even up to two, but it's just like, if it hasn't stopped at this point, you know, it's like, it's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's well, that's a really the thing. Good yeah, and that's the thing too. It's like so many people talk about in relationships and it doesn't matter what the relationship structure is whether it's monogamous polyamorous non-monogamy whatever it might be you know as time goes by and we relationships go through phases right it's like the first part of a relationship is a phase and some mm -hmm. of the cultural stories we have around finding the one and it just working and it being always magical and all that stuff is like so fucking unrealistic for like the way reality actually plays out for so many people such that they, mm. when that, when that magical first phase starts to fade into, you know, getting used to each other and having to shift you literally, it's not just a, you know, mental thing. It's, it's, it's a, it's a chemically hormonally driven biological phenomenon that is like, underpinning the fading of the you know connection and emotions or it can be in some ways you know and some people really just feel like oh it's not working like the disney movies so on to the next one and it's so interesting as i'm listening to you just thinking about how different people are and how different people's experiences are and well one thing too like you were saying about just like the importance of communication and when you're uh, whether you're in a monogamous relationship or any other type of relationship and just if you are going to you know explore anything outside of monogamy that you know what that looks like needs to be really like defined as well as can be to go into the exploration for yourself or with a partner and then yeah like there's no you know once you make an agreement or a commitment there's it's not like it's set in stone it's not like mm -hmm. it's it's not meant to be this way forever and you know it can change and you know Always. the communication has to keep up and whatnot right yeah. but um yeah like so what i'm what i'm hearing from you sort of is like so you didn't you didn't like do like polyamory or non-monogamy for too long you said you like you did it for several months and then you like you found magic mike and it didn't take too long after that for you to kind of like switch it back into a okay let's do the monogamous thing right it was like within that year yeah yeah right and so the the experience that's happening with my partner and i justine right now is that it was it's just interesting the trajectory sort of like I was listening to uh the have you ever heard of Aubrey Marcus or the Aubrey Marcus podcast no, so Aubrey Marcus is the one of the he's either the founder or one of the co-founders of on it which is a like a supplement company and um he also started like a really popular podcast and he's a super cool dude into psychedelics very open about talking about them and his ex-fiance now um a few years ago they were together and they were in an open relationship and they were also like very openly talking about it doing podcasts about it all sorts of stuff 
and I was like listening to his podcast a lot around that time and um reading like I had like his email newsletter and stuff like that and they were talking about this like open relationship and it's like I feel like for most of my life like 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 you're saying it's like culturally and in our media like Disney movies other films television the stories that we get are this story of like finding the one and living happily ever after and that that's the only um you know ethical way to be in a relationship cheating is like you're the worst piece of fucking shit in the world and blah 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 but the thing Mm -hmm. with polyamory or ethical non-monogamy is a term I've heard only recently is that it's like we are all different you know shapes sizes colors every different thing you could possibly think of being humans and like this one size monogamy fits all kind of thing is the only ethical way to be in a relationship is like for a lot of people, it's just not the case. It's why, you know, there are other people out there and with, you know, so many podcasts and the internet. Now it's like, we can, we can hear these new conversations and these new possibilities of what people are doing. So it was like right around that time that Justine and my relationship started. And, and so the thing about, you know, ethical non-monogamy is that cheating is bad. And even if you're like, it's all about the ground rules and the communication because it's like, well, if it's not part of the, the ground rules that have been openly communicated and agreed upon, then it's still cheating and it is still bad. Like it's not good. Absolutely. You yeah. know, and you that's can why... still cheat. In, yeah. You can still cheat in a non-monogamous relationship. Right. Because you can break the ground rules. You can still break okay. and lose the trust of the person who cares about you and that you care about by going outside of the boundaries that were set of yeah. what they're comfortable with, you know, yeah. and and yeah, just like being, being open and honest and upfront about it, which oh, yeah. I have been in my intentions throughout our relationship um, is something that I've been just really interested in to say the least. And in some ways, um, you know, it's almost like there's a, like a human nature thing that we have where like you know when someone tells us not to do something we want to do it. someone tells yeah. us to do something we don't want to do it even if it's something we ultimately do want to do we don't want to do it because they told us to do it and we're like yeah. fuck you <laughs> oh right? my god tell me about it yeah <laughs> right yeah. and yeah so it's like it's it's just such a such a different story from from the experience that you're telling me because it's like almost like you had this experience where like your mom and dad had a bit more of that fairy tale going on and that finding that mm-hmm. one person and being able to keep it keep the the spark alive so to speak you know which so many people talk about like the longer a relationship goes you have to be very intentional monogamous or otherwise to have rituals and practices and habits like date night going out maybe role-playing in the bedroom to spice things up doing different things Mm -hmm. you don't get stuck in that like routine and then feeling like something's missing or dead or whatever Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but yeah so it was like it was right around the time that our relationship started that I was really Mm -hmm. looking into and sort of becoming very kind of intrigued by Mm -hmm. and excited by the the idea that, you know, people are out there having different types of relationships and they're 
they're speaking about it openly and that's the kind of like hearing that kind of thing you know like someone may hear about this for the first time in if they hear this conversation and start being mm-hmm. like oh like you know there's different possibilities and this one size fits all it's got to be monogamy or else you're a piece yeah, of shit yeah. type of thing it's like <laughs> kind of fucked but it, it's interesting because like so I'm hearing it's like you were trying polyamory or non-monogamy openly communicating that and communicating your intention sort of with the idea that well you know you're just trying trying things on different relationships different people seeing where it goes seeing Mm -hmm. how it works but not wanting to feel tied down and then when you felt like you really had built this like really strong connection with Mike that it didn't take too long to be like okay let's like switch back into monogamy because like this is really working and feeling good and, and whatnot and for me and and Justine, Justine and I, it's like, it's something that we've talked about throughout our relationship that like, we, we think we want to make sure that we start out monogamous and really build a strong foundation together. Mm-hmm. So that we know that essentially, it's like, she's the queen, I'm the king. She's number one. I'm number one. And if we're going to invite anyone else into it, there's a rock solid foundation that we know oh. we're sta- that we're standing on before we invite anyone else in or go out outside of the relationship to explore mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. And especially for me, because it was around that time too, that I was exploring my own sexuality, coming to terms with that I'm bisexual. And this has been mm-hmm. a fucking roller coaster of a journey. And that's part of what is driving the exploration of non-monogamy is that it's like well i mean she we we have that very like she's the one twin flame type of thing going on as well that it feels so good and so right and so like perfect in so many ways not to say there aren't challenges of course because there always will be yeah outside of this area too but it's like despite the fact that i too have found this person who i believe mm-hmm. to be the you know potential to be the one that I can have a you know a long lasting committed loving relationship to oh. because I haven't explored my sexuality with men a bit more and also just the idea you know how many men have a sexual fantasy to have a threesome and they never do right they just sort of accept that monogamy is the only way their wife would never fucking go for it they wouldn't even dare fucking try to speak to it because Mm. they don't want to it's not worth it or it's just not it's not realistic or it's not practical and they're not going to jeopardize their relationship in order to speak to that but for me I'm like yeah well like love you to bits but also like I have other needs and desires that I want to explore. So it's almost like, despite finding that person who it's like, you're the one. And I even like, you know, there's many reasons why, but like I proposed to her and we've even, you know, we're, we're all animals and, you know, we do, we do weird, irrational things. And, and, (laughs) and even, even when they, they do make sense and stuff. And as we continue to explore this, we, have kind of come to a space where it's like you know maybe it was premature to propose before we've really like gone through exploring this stuff and hammering it out but 
you know, everything serves its place. And, and I'm, I'm glad that I asked, I'm glad that I proposed and that she said yes. And that we're, you know, that too is a sign of our commitment to each other to continue to explore these other realms. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just interesting just how different it is for, for all of us, you know, it's so different. That's the thing. That's the beauty of it is that everybody is different and how they are and their lifestyles and their needs. Right. And knowing there's no right, well, there's wrong ways to go about it, but there's like no wrong, no wrong way to navigate how you feel, you know, like in the sense of someone wants to comes to a point in their life where they want to explore themselves. Mm. But as long as you're doing the right steps and communicating and understand that everyone's on the same page and making the decisions consciously you know, like, it's just, there's all, everyone is totally different. And obviously in in all these situations, there will be challenges, you know, in any type of relationship that you have, but it really comes down to communication, clear, concise, authentic communication, but also diplomatic honesty Mm. and hearing that person Mm. and not letting those like the ego get in the way or the, the really harsh, like offended emotions and getting mad and stuff like that really takes a lot of maturity mm-hmm. to be able to make things work. You know, you have communication is key for like fucking anything. It really is for sure. Well, one of the things that has driven the, the interest and the desire to explore this conversation in this area is also, you know, Aubrey Marcus, when he's talking about his like, ceremonies with ayahuasca and ibogaine and just like some of them you know feeling like he's dying and just the most intense psychedelic experiences you could possibly think like he did ibogaine and it's like he's like i was high for fucking 24 hours straight yeah like type of thing and it's like he's talking about that kind of stuff but then also saying that you know using that as like a tool for personal growth and whatnot the the journey of exploring like an open relationship with his previous partner was like way more of like a challenging personal growth and like test of your own like limits and boundaries and and just your Mm -hmm. own growth right and that's part of the driver too is that like you know recognizing that we have these you know different beliefs some limiting and also lots of like different fears and insecurities and all sorts of stuff that it's like this is an avenue to really like find those spots where you know maybe you need some acceptance or some healing or there's shit there to process and that you know that's part of the driver I guess for me is that it's like well you know, I just don't buy it. Like the this idea that monogamy equals being an ethical human being and not Mm-mm. isn't. And the thing too, part of it is I have cheated on girlfriends in the past. And yeah. I don't I don't want to, you know, that idea like once a cheater, always a cheater type of thing. Oh I always, god, that's I, bullshit. I was always kind of like it's so fucking stupid. It's very but, stupid. <laughs> but it's also like, you know, there are reasons why people cheat. And usually it's because needs aren't being met in the relationship. And yeah. 
the you know you hear people like I don't know if you've ever heard have you ever heard of Esther Perel no I haven't damn I live under a rock <laughs> so no well I mean fuck there's like a million people you could ask me if I've heard of and I'd be like nope and vice versa <laughs> but she's a she's like a world-renowned best-selling author and like sex therapist relationship uh therapist and just like she talks about how like you know we used to be we used to all live in tribes and yeah. And we used to have a village, right? Where everybody helped raise the kids and fulfill all sorts of different needs that we have as human beings from a village. And now we sort of, if not totally, be, and largely because of this cultural stories that we've grown up with. Yo, shout out to Disney. Fuck you, Disney. it's like absolutely it's it's like she she talks about how like we expect one person to fulfill all of our fucking needs now needs that Mm -hmm. a whole village of people used to fulfill in different ways Mm -hmm. and some of which it's like we expect too much of one person and then put really unreasonable explanations on oh well it's like well they're not fulfilling every one of my needs so like there's a problem with them or there's a problem with the relationship or this or that and it's like or maybe you can just like get some of your needs met by another person and as long as there's like ground rules and open honest communication and like what's the fucking problem it's like well there's not but there is when you've grown up your whole life getting fed like some story that that's like weird or gross or unethical or immoral or whatever it might be mm-hmm. right and absolutely the other thing too like I listened to uh I think it might have been like a TED radio hour podcast yeah. or or like a star talk radio podcast with Neil deGrasse Tyson and there was this like dude on who's like an expert in human sexuality and he's really researched um sort of human sexuality back evolutionarily and stuff and something that's always stuck with me in this realm and and in this wanting to sort of explore or just that it's like it's something that spoke to me like this stuff speaks to me as in like yeah like that makes sense to me I want to I want to learn more I want to explore and he just he used to talk about how like you know like human beings historically were very promiscuous like even even when like we would have had still a family unit like the mother and the father would take care of the child but we were still like you know this is like when we probably were more ape still than than human but you know there's a long 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 time frame of of living very different ways as as you know animals and as Mm -hmm. primal human beings and it's like even when we had a sort of like family unit where it's like you got mom dad and kid and mom and dad take care of the kid but mom and dad also have some close friends and they might have sexual relationships outside of their like primary relationship Mm -hmm. kind of thing and -hmm. it's like it's like something inside me is just kind of like yeah like that sounds like something that makes sense to Mm -hmm. possibly Mm -hmm. find a way to talk about and maybe explore, but at the very least talk about, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. And to add on to that thing that you said about expecting one person to satisfy all these needs 
and having these super huge expectations and spikes. I would think about that a lot myself in previous relationships that didn't work because I know I'm a lot and I'm a lot to fucking deal with. I'm, I'm not one handful. I'm motherfucking two fistful, man. Like, so I always think to myself, I'm like, am I too much? Yeah. You know, and, and, and thinking, well, why should I rely on one person to always, to, to fulfill all of these things? And at one point I thought like, is that even a thing? Can we find somebody who can, is that not even a thing? Is it, will there never be somebody who can, you know, handle one person's needs, but also has a lot to do with expectations on people as well. And to be realistic, yeah, you know, and that's what really drove me out of that and to, being open and non-monogamous and thinking, okay, I have these needs. I don't need to have one person meet all of them, Mm. but it's totally okay when you do meet somebody, because there are people that, that meet someone who can and who are willing and want to fulfill those needs instead of someone who feels like they need to fulfill those needs. You know what I mean? And it all Mm. comes down also to the love languages too, because some people can be huge on affection and physical touch. And meanwhile, the person that they are with, that's not their love language. And they feel like they have to do that. And for them to expect that person to do all of that is unfair because they could be giving their all, which could be this much to you. And then your all in that department could be so much higher, you know, but really they're trying their hardest, mm. but it just doesn't match up. And that, that love language thing is, is huge with, sorry, my phone is being weird. <laughs> That's okay. Finding someone <laughs> with the same love languages helps a lot with that. Um, yeah, just to add to that, to that one part with the needs. Um, but knowing that like, yes, one person doesn't have to, but sometimes you do come across somebody who wants to and who does a really great job at it, but it also has to do with the, having the realistic expectations. Well, and it's and, also like compatibility, you know, it's like compatibility yes. in so many different areas. Like the more areas you are genuinely compatible with, the easier it sort of is to feel like you're in that so like, much, yeah. amazing relationship where the, you know, the feelings that you had in the beginning don't feel like they die out so easily or quickly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's interesting. Like there's a, a documentary I think it's just called human. And I think it's by this guy, his name's like Jan Arter, like Bertrand or something like that. He did this amazing documentary called home. And he's like, he does this like amazing aerial photography of like nature landscape, super, super amazing. And home obviously is like, it's like 10 years old now, but talking about, you know, humanity's impacts on the earth and, and stuff like that. But yeah, there's this, really recommend it even i i think i watched it like not too long ago so what's his name again it i i'll have to look it up it's like jan arthur bertrand or something like that the documentary is called home um just really loved that documentary so recommend it but justine and i started watching another one of his and it's called human and it's like similar showing lots of these like landscapes and showing like you know these big shots from like a helicopter of like human societies and the things yeah civilization yeah and then and then having like deep philosophical questions and conversations about what it means to be human and just having people from cultures all over the world answer 
in you know their subtitles in their own language at the bottom and another in this realm something that just like hit me and like was just so relatable and stuck with me is one of these guys that it it showed him talking a few times and it shows a lot of the same people answering different questions and stuff and I don't remember what the question was but I remember his answer and it was that he is in a relationship with three different women and part of the reason for that is that they all connect with a very different part of himself and that you know and and again for me it was kind of like this like yeah like that just makes sense because it resonated with you yeah yeah, it resonated and it's because it's like there are parts of me with it's like with Justine she is so amazing and we connect on so many levels and like I yeah like I want to build a life with her I want to I want to create a family with her I want to you know look back on a future like in the future look back on our life together Mm -hmm. but just that that doesn't have to mean that we're sexually or just in general intimately exclusive to one another and there's so much garbage in our culture about what constitutes cheating and this and that like it's like if you even talk to it you even talk to or like look at another person like it's cheating and it's like I've I heard the term you like there's been kind of this term microaggressions like floating Mm -hmm. around for the last few years that I've heard a lot and in the last couple of years, I heard someone like calling some some sort of behavior activity like micro cheating. It's like that's micro cheating. It's like no, that's you being an extreme level of Absolutely. insecure and jealous, and oh, fuck man. you and your stupid ass yeah. micro cheating because that's not the fucking reality for micro cheating a lot of people, right? Yeah. And Have you heard of the term emotional, emotionally cheating? Yeah. Well, it's the same. It's pretty much the same thing. It's like if you yeah. even talk to anyone and start developing oh, a connection man. with them in any sort of way or, or an attraction, then it's like cheating. And it's just, that's, that's part of the whole conversation is that like, yeah. are you, do you really love that person? Are you really in a relationship, monogamous relationship because you love that person and they love you? Or how much of it is that the truth? Because it certainly is in a lot of cases, but how much of it is that actually you're you're playing out your insecurities through that relationship and your jealousy as well. And you're actually holding that person hostage in a lot of ways. It sounds like a control issue. Yeah. Huge control. So that was one of the things that we, Justine and I talked about early on was that it's like, I don't want to live my life and be in a relationship necessarily where I feel like if I and and to be clear in the in the conversation of what could non-monogamy or polyamory look like in that conversation the ground rules are so important because the difference between like you know if you meet someone really genuinely authentically develop a relationship with somebody that then turns into some attraction that you want to explore it's like, well, the question is like, am I allowed to explore that? And is mm-hmm. the permission that's being given or revoked, is that my own or is it my partner's? And then am I like mm. feeling like a bird trapped in a cage or trapped in this right. relationship, right? right? Versus like, 
you know, it's, it's a, it's a totally different thing to explore some genuine connection with another human being that's developed mm -hmm. that you want to explore. And it's like, do I have the permission to do so is a lot different than, you know, you're going to the club trying to pick up some fucking stranger every week, having a one night stand. Like those are just not the same thing, even remotely of at course. all. Right. And yeah, so there's been like a big sense of like just not wanting to feel sort of like trapped or caged or, or what course. have you, right? Mm -hmm. Life is really, truly fascinating, eh? Mm. This stimulation, man, I'm <laughs> telling you, it's getting <laughs> fucking wild. It's getting fucking crazy up in here, man. Shit is too <laughs> crazy, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know, primitively speaking, with the whole tribe aspect of things, um, that's how things were a while ago, and that was very normal. And the the cultural condition conditioning, the societal conditioning of things of making this one thing only the the only way. And mm. if you're not monogamous, then it being like you know you're you're disgusting and all of that. It's sad because a lot of people don't are very close minded to the fact that things are changing mm. and some people prefer different lifestyles and it's okay to change your mind at any time, mm. whether it's this way or that way. And there's no, there's no reason to ever hate on one way somebody lives their life. They're not hurting anybody mm. and they're doing fine. Then what the fuck's the point? You know what I mean? And it's same goes for other people in monogamous relationship. Cause I've seen people talk shit about that saying oh monogamy no that that's you're just you're brainwashed you know because I've had <laughs> I've seen people like that and it's just like dude but you're no one to judge though you know it's yeah. just, it really comes down to what people prefer mm -hmm. you know and and their lifestyle and everything like that so there's just there's no wrong thing about either one it just comes down to what you like and what you prefer and what your lifestyle is like and an exploration too because some people like yourself coming into this new chapter of your life and discovering um, your your sexuality and exploring that, it makes sense that, you know, to want to explore that and to really mm. figure out yourself more. And I think that's amazing. And the fact that you have that space to do that in a relationship, having such an understanding and mature partner, because it does take a lot of maturity and understanding mm. and forward thinking, you know what I mean? it's really a blessing to have that because sometimes some people, they, they don't understand and that's okay. But also it just, it requires that open-mindedness for people that need it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. And yeah, it's just, yeah. Like people I've heard before that one of the biggest mistakes that we make that people make is thinking or believing that other people generally speaking especially if you're generalizing across like larger populations and cultures especially like different cultures think very differently and different people within the same culture think very differently and so one of the biggest mistakes that we make is believing that other people think like we do basically oh god yeah you know and yeah it's just like I think something I was getting at with kind of telling the story of like, you know, that, that guy that said he's dating three different women. And I, right. I would almost because of the cultural conditioning, I would almost assume that he's doing that behind their backs because it's not acceptable. Right. But he very well of. could, <laughs> right. Exactly. But he, he very well could be like 
open and honest and letting them know and like some some cultures have been like whatever that's like that's fine and you know if you look you look back it's like the 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 further back you look at humanity and even today still with so many different animal species mammals in particular it's like the alpha male has tons of women like all the women want his baby because he's the alpha male and kind of thing and there are these they're just these like we have that come alongside a lot of these stories we have these sort of moral judgments that come alongside them that we almost expect or demand that these sort of culturally belief-driven um ideas that are um they're it's like they're they're much newer like culture and society as it is today is much newer than the millions of years of history biological evolutionary history of humanity and that you know some of the things that are going on in wanting to explore different types of relationships per se is like there are primal animalistic desires and urges that you may have like 95% of the needs and desires met with your relationship with your monogamous partner and that's sort of what I was saying with like Justine. It's like, she's so amazing and we're so compatible in so many ways that like I asked her to marry me and I really wanted to. And I, like, I'm so glad that I did. And that she said, yes. And you know, life is messy and we don't choose how things happen or when they happen. And in so many cases, and you know, now it's like, we find ourselves in this, space where we're trying to navigate this confusing challenging thing because of like where where we're starting from with like all these cultural Mm -hmm. stories but that it's like you know just like with this guy it's like he says that these three women sort of connect with and fulfill the needs of very different parts of himself and for me it's Mm -hmm. like it's like that just resonates because it's like, you know, I've been in previous relationships where they, you know, the, the person that I've been with may be fulfilling um, a desire or a part of me that this relationship isn't. So it's not really that under, mm-hmm. like um, hard to understand the desire that, well, maybe I can have the ma- majority of my needs met within this relationship and so can you. Mm-hmm. And we can still allow ourselves and each other the space to explore having some of those other needs met that this person may not be able to, to meet. Like you can do mm-hmm. your best to have open, honest communication, but some people, they, they just either are unable or not interested or just totally unwilling to mm-hmm. try to, you know, satisfy certain things. And for a lot of people, it's like, well, the the only option then is to either leave the relationship or suck it up and let yeah. that let that part of yourself slowly fucking die inside yeah and grow resentment sort yeah. of thing right and for me that's the thing like i've just been kind of like i'm i'm very clear like bisexual or non-monogamy whatever with any of that like 
I am a masculine man. I, I'm also very, you know, connected to my feminine side and stuff like that. But like, I, I really love being grounded in my masculinity. And I am clear that like, I want to be a husband for a wife. And, you know, I'm in a relationship that, you know, made me for the first time in my life feel like this is the person that I'm going to be able to do that with. And I want to do that with, and I would like to, you know, Esther Perel talks about the, we have these very different competing drives for both stability and security and freedom and authenticity you know, mm -hmm. and that those often clash and like that clash is what's at the heart of like a lot of our problems, particularly in a monogamous yeah. relationship. And that, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to, to be that way. Like you can, yeah, I don't know. I lost my train of thought a little bit, but <laughs> I hate when okay. that, I hate when that happens. And like a lot of times it'll come back around, but um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just at the very least, in some ways, Justine and I talk about where it's like, you know, this could lie very much more in the realm of fantasy, you know, that it's like, you know, many guys might have a fantasy to have a threesome and many will just accept that that's like not going to ever happen and their wife would right. never allow it. And mm -hmm. it would just be too complicated. Right. Yeah. It's just the, the practical application of actually trying to navigate that is like yeah. not worth not worth it you know yeah and for me it's like this question of like yeah but I don't want to look back on my life knowing that I've had this desire for what yes. 10 20 30 40 50 or plus years that I didn't that I didn't explore and then mm -hmm. it becomes like you know in in some way, like a regret of some sort. And like, why didn't yeah. I, why didn't I explore it? Did I not explore it because I was afraid? Did I not explore it because I wasn't allowed to? Yeah. And, and I'm the type of person that I'm just like, well, I'm going to at the very least have the conversation. Right. And one of thing course. I thought about too, that's like, just like been such a prominent sort of like explanation for me as like a fuck no when it comes to monogamy is just the glaring like insecurities and jealousies that people have and it, it typically like it, it stereotypically is portrayed as an issue that the woman has if she's really insecure or jealous then like the husband better not she better not catch him looking at another woman or else she's gonna go fucking ballistic oh like, my god like that kind of shit is like i'm just like man like and and i have friends that and and just hearing like conversations of people that like they could be like walking around the mall or walking around downtown and both of them can be just like checking out other people and being like yeah like they're they're attractive they're attractive oh maybe mm -hmm. like what would you want to do to them or whatever but the 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 real sort of um kind of like pull towards that is the the openness and the authenticity it's like yo humans are sexy there's so many fucking hot people out there it doesn't matter how good your fucking person a match is for you or how attracted they are like you're going you're a human 
you're like you have so many urges that are like just oh, biologically yeah. driven mm-hmm. that when you see another person you're attracted to it doesn't mean you have to have like free reign to go do whatever you want whenever you mm-hmm. want but at the very least like be able to like have like the conversation without it sparking such a like just unreasonable insecurities and jealousies that the person mm-hmm. then projects onto the other person's behavior and whatnot and that that I think is like part of it because it's like it's like does this lie in the realm of fantasy where you know it's nice to talk about it sounds nice in theory but if we were to actually try to practice it the practical or the you know unpracticality of it may you know change it but it's like it's in the the exploration of the conversation and the possibilities is kind of this like space that I'm in with this conversation. Mm -hmm. And despite having found this person that like, I do truly want to build a life with, Mm -hmm. I know, I know that I can't, or at least where I'm at with it right now, and it might change. And there's a variety of ways that that might change. It might change through you know, further conversation or through exploration and just actually experiencing something and then being like, oh, well, that's actually like, yeah, it's too much of a headache or it's just too complicated or one, one relationship's hard enough without introducing anyone else into it. Or it could go the opposite way and be like, actually, no, like this is fun. And this is like, I, like, I don't see anything wrong with this or whatever. You never know until you ask those questions and you explore that instead of just avoiding it. And human sexuality and like relationships are so deep and powerful parts of like who and what we are that it's like, it's not, it's not a trivial thing to not want to Mm -hmm. look back on. Cause one of the things that opened me up the conversation within me about my own sexuality as well, again, was around the time because I was like listening to Aubrey Marcus's podcast, reading his newsletter. And he's just like really openly talking about these like different ways of like being, living your life and relationships. He, he told this story about, he was on like a retreat of some sort and they were doing like some yoga stretching. And he had this experience where the instructor was a male and he came over to help him like stretch his leg or something, but it was in such a position that could be seen as like sexual like he was laying on his back with like his legs up and the guy came down to his like sort of crotch groin area and was helping like you know stretch his hamstring or something and he felt this like well up of of something and and so he was writing about it to explore what that might be and he's just saying sort of like well like look at the you know talking about relationship structure is like one thing we've had handed down to us in many ways through our culture and stories and our family and whatever but also like sexuality and homophobia and all sorts of stuff so he's like writing about this question about you know like i am sort of feeling this like internal little knock of like homophobia like this could be seen like this male instructor helping me stretch and the position that we're in could be seen almost as like a gay sex kind of thing. And then, and like what those types of things bring up. And he's just like talking about this. And he said something to the effect of like, if I had any inclination that I might be gay or bisexual, then I would explore it because I don't want to find out 20, 30, 40, 50 years down the road that I could have been having sex with men and or not not just women for the last 50 years enjoying myself and having a great time and like not doing that for whatever reason and that was like one of those things where it's like 
you know, this random motherfucking human being just wrote this thing. And I took in this, you know, conversation and it landed for me in such a place that it actually helped me open something up for myself that I was like, yeah, like I know enough for myself that I have questions and I have concerns about like my own sexuality because the culture has made me concerned that like being gay or by anything but straight is the worst fucking thing you could possibly be <laughs> or do. Yeah. But it's like, it's like through exploring that I got to, and I continued to get to know myself better, accept myself more, yeah. love and myself more. And honoring yourself, it's so important to honor yourself and your needs, you know, and, and seeing what comes up and exploring that because you never know. And like you said, 20, 30, 50 years down the line, looking back, like, fuck, I could have actually been embracing who I am and mm-hmm. honoring myself and, and learning more because, you know, through, through experience, we learn so much more. Yeah. You gotta honor mm. yourself yeah yeah and that's part of the conversation and the exploration is like am i living my life the way other people told me i have to or am i trying to actually figure out who i actually am and how i actually want to live my life and yeah. you know every it doesn't matter you know it doesn't matter what choices we make life is hard mm-hmm. and confusing and challenging oh, yeah. And, you know, monogamy has its perks. It has a lot of great reasons why it is the norm and it has its challenges and same goes. It's like polyamory or non-monogamy also has its perks and challenges. They're just different. Yeah. They're just different. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing in life is perfect or easy, but you know, through those hard times, that's when we learn, that's where we grow. Mm -hmm. That's where we become stronger for sure. And, you know, I think it's just, it's, it's really amazing to be living in this day and age where things are becoming more and more accepted Mm. and people are seeing that there is not just one fucking way to live. There's Mm. not just only one right way and that's being straight and heterosexual. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a really amazing Mm -hmm. to have the freedom to do these things, even though there is still a lot of ignorance happening in the world and there are still a lot of people that don't get it and that will judge and shame and blah, 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 because of their own insecurities and probably a lot of closeted, closeted things and desires mm. that they want. But to, to be in this day and age is really amazing to be able to say, hey, I'm bisexual or hey, I'm gay or whatever. Hey, I'm, I'm non-monogamous or, you know, anything. It is it, I'm I am very grateful for that. And we can celebrate that, mm-hmm. not judge it. And it's getting better. It is getting better. And Mm -hmm. as time goes on, it will be more and more and more accepted. It's just, it takes a lot of time because people are really stuck in their ways. And that's when that cognitive dissonance comes in and they're like, what new information? No, I don't like it. So I'm going to shame it or I'm just going to deny it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like, there's that quote that like things really change when the previous generation dies. (laughs) It's like, it's like, it's not, it's not through fighting them. It's through when the generation that had these other beliefs, is no longer around that's when the culture is actually like different and that's part of those changes that we're seeing yeah. and, and more acceptance in so many ways is that a lot of people that held more rigid beliefs about all these different types of things is like they're just not here anymore yeah. <laughs> they're not you here to pass it's not working yeah. well and and to pass those beliefs on to other people so it's like i hope yeah. through you know just like people have really affected me with the 
the content that they make, the, the openness and authenticity and the conversations that they, they have and the things that they put out there. It's like, that's part of why I wanted to start a podcast in the first place is like, you know, I'm just out here trying to human as best as I can and explore myself and figure out, you know, what the fuck is going on in the world, which seems to be harder and harder these days. And I just hope that, you know, conversations like this provide some type of value and, and help other people as well with whatever it is that they might be exploring. I was literally just going to say that it's conversations like these that help people understand and it gets them thinking and seeing and witnessing a different perspective and broadening their perspective mm-hmm. to open their minds up for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is what it's about. Communication. Communication Hell is yeah. key. So it on is. that note, <laughs> on that note, I think we'll wrap up, but I just want to say, I'm so, so glad that we got to connect and, you know, it's like this happened because you put yourself out there, you made a declaration and you shared yourself and what you're up to, what you're working on. And mm. I just, I love, I, I've really been exploring like what that looks like for myself and what I want to do and who I want to be in the last few years. I met so many amazing people. And so when I see people out there, you know, doing their thing, I want to like, be like, yo, let's fucking talk about it. What's up? Fuck yeah. And so glad <laughs> that you were able to come on and for us to connect. Very grateful. And Justine also said she, she's always like really loved you since like she first met you. So she's like, I'm so oh. in, she's like, I'm so into this that you two are connecting and like, like, um, Fuck yeah. Oh, I love her. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I so, feel so seen. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Same. Thank you. And so, yeah, as, as we do on the end of podcast, where can people find you? Tell them like, well, what's your handles, your website, where can they find your services? And even take a, take a minute or two to just talk a little bit about like what you're up to with your, your services and stuff too. Like, yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram is where I'm the most active. So that's at Fia the artist, F I A the artist. Um, also my website, www.fiatheartist.com. Um, yeah, so I'm a videographer. I create captivating, hypnotic, trippy ass, inspiring content. Hell yeah. I lo- yeah, man. And I artwork. Doing- <laughs> Your oh, paintings? Yeah. Damn. Oh, man. You Yo, go in. check Special it out. Effects, makeup. I do, I do lots of different things all combined into one moving picture mm. um yeah I, one thing that I'm actually working on right now is a package that I've got going on it's called the third eye activation package where I will deck you out in crazy face paint makeup you have this awesome third eye and when I look at people's faces I don't just see their face I see lines I see activations I see their third eye I see the colors come through and the expression so what I do I just see it on their face and I just paint over it Mm. I'm just painting what I see. So it's a really immersive, um, expressive shoot that I'm offering along mm. with a bunch of other things, obviously video service and all that fun stuff. But yeah, it's basically I'm, I am here to put you in the right light so you can shine because we all deserve to shine. The world deserves to see you for who you are and sharing your message and just being you. And I'm all about that. And yeah, when it comes to just being you, let me fucking get my camera and capture that and show the world, you know? <laughs> That's what I'm about. <laughs> Aww, and what a beautiful note to end on. And yeah, I saw I saw the pictures of your recent one that you posted. They look so sweet. Dude, that's what you know. That's another one I'm working on. It's called Not Your Average Headshot. I've tried yeah, doing regular headshots. 
Yeah. I saw that today. I've tried doing regular headshots and I'm like, yo, I can't do the basic shit. So I'm like, how do I make, how do I feify this? Yeah. I figured not your average headshot. It's literally everything but normal. It's you, but really in the most eclectic alien galactic weird type of way, because who the fuck wants to have an average headshot unless you're, you know, LinkedIn, I get it. But like, come on, man. Come on. (laughs) Get fucking weird. (laughs) Yes. Get weird. got it yeah (laughs) all right well thanks again so much and have a great night and i'm sure we'll chat again sometime soon absolutely thank you so much dan bless you and bless this podcast excited to see you again and thanks for having me okay take care see you bye All right. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. Whoever listens all the way to the end to hear the uh, stereotypical bloopers and little funny shit that I tend to put at the end. You guys are the best girls, guys, girls, whatever. Um, I just want to speak to something before we get to that. Now, after Sophia and I finished up this call, she actually reached out to me um, maybe an hour or two later or something, and she expressed some concern that she felt like she wasn't really authentic or she didn't really explain um, the truth of some of her experience with trying open relationship or polyamory in some way she felt like she only spoke to the positive aspects and there was a uh, experience in particular that she had with one individual where he became incredibly jealous and manipulative and actually very abusive to her Um, he didn't like he, he was trying to kind of lock her down for himself. And this guy was essentially a fucking psycho. She told me, uh, we, we ended up jumping back on another call. Um, I was concerned with what she was saying. She was sort of feeling after afterward. And she explained this really, really horrific scenario that happened with this essentially a, psychopath or a sociopath of some sort and she just didn't feel like she had been totally authentic and didn't want to necessarily totally leave it as though you know the conversation being directed at all toward monogamy being bad or not for everyone and polyamory being good or just better for some people as if there aren't any um any drawbacks or challenges or anything like that. But this experience that she had with this individual that was incredibly traumatic really for her and abusive and manipulative and really quite scary. It's, it's not necessarily indicative of any particular type of relationship. It doesn't really matter if it's monogamy or polyamory or some type of open relationship. You know, there are a lot of really fucked up people out there. There are a lot of really damaged people and, you know, hurt people, hurt people. And you just always have to make sure that 
whoever you're getting into a relationship with, whether it is a friendship, a work relationship, or especially an intimate relationship, that you be weary of the people out there that will prey on your kindness or generosity or you know they'll they'll prey on you and it doesn't matter what type of relationship you're in that can happen to any of us and yeah you just got to be be aware that there are people out there that you know they've probably been in many cases had really terrible experiences themselves and really terrible things done to them to make them the way that they are but there are people out there who are really damaged, manipulative, and will seek to intimidate you and control you or harm you. And you just always need to be aware and do what you can to notice the signs when you're engaging with someone like that. Have people hopefully in your life that you can speak with if there's anything like that going on and if it gets really to a point of danger then you need to do everything you can to to get yourself out of those types of situations you know if you need to get the cops involved or or what have you um just do whatever you can no matter what types of relationships you're getting in involved in to make sure that you are safe and you are interacting with somebody who genuinely has your wellness and your best interests in mind and not their own selfish insanity. So on that note, until next time, peace out, motherfuckers. Life hack, use a bobby pin as a roach clip. If you don't have a roach clip, use a bobby pin. <laughs> Brilliant. It I works. was saying her, I should start recording right away because there might be like some little tidbit I'll put in the bloopers. <laughs> yeah. And, Do you uh, mind if I take a really quick bathroom break? No, 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 of course not. Of course not. And we can uh, maybe, well, go go take a break and then come back and we'll we'll chat about sort of a timeline to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Thank you. Just, I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Well, Sophia's just gone to the washroom and I'm just sitting here by myself, just thinking, what are we, what are we even talking about? What are we trying to get at here? What am I trying to get at? I mean, I think part of it is just, just a conversation. It's just, it's interesting to, you know, connect with people and hear what their thoughts are on different ways of, of being and exploring and living life and exploring our humanity and our sexuality. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think I hear her coming back. Okay.
Hola. Oh, hold on, my headphone came out. Sorry, one second. <laughs> Having a time putting my headphone back in here. Um, yeah, it's the uh, the astrological constellations. <laughs> Fuck yeah. 